0: You're listening to Time in the Word. After a detailed exposition of the seal, trumpet, and bowl judgments of the tribulation, Dr. Gonzalez will begin his discussion of Armageddon. The conclusion of the seventh bowl judgment will bring men to the end of the tribulation and to the second coming of Christ to begin his reign over the earth. Only one more part of the picture remains to be completed. He explains that Armageddon is not a single battle, but rather a whole series of conflicts that culminate with the second coming of Christ. In this message, Dr. Gonzalez will look at the nine stages of the campaign of Armageddon. Let us listen as Dr. Gonzalez continues his study on end times prophecy. as we consider now what has occurred during the tribulation period we find that bowl number six was in essence a judgment which anticipated Armageddon now we're going to look at uh, a few passages here that will help us gain some understanding about Armageddon and uh, we will also be reading a couple of comments made by uh, New Testament scholars or prophecy experts concerning the whole issue of Armageddon for example one of them wrote this although the phrase battle of Armageddon is a familiar one It is also somewhat misleading for two reasons. First, it is not a single battle, but a whole series of conflicts that culminate at the Second Coming. A second reason is that this final end time conflict is not geographically isolated to the region around the plain of Megiddo. Revelation 14 teaches that the land area involved in this end time campaign is actually about 180 miles in length, according to uh, 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 Revelation chapter 14 and verse 20. Several other locations are mentioned in the scriptures, other than Megiddo, namely Jerusalem, the Valley of Jehoshaphat, uh, an area east of Jerusalem, and Edom. Uh, Another New Testament scholar writes, Armageddon will not be a one-day battle. It will be a continual campaign from the time the Lord releases the deadly war machine of the red horse. Uh, Wars will rage on earth until the final battle occurs in the valley of decisions so it's important to keep in mind that uh, the point they're attempting to make is this listen Armageddon is not a single battle and it is not a battle that happens in one day it's a series of wars that culminate in that final event Uh, where God defeats once for all the nations that have come against uh, his people, against Israel. So keep in mind that there is not a single passage that provides us with a precise order of events. But if we take all the biblical passages that speak of uh, this event, we can sort of this event in chronological order. Now what many Bible prophecy experts have done is that they have been able to figure out that Armageddon can be broken down in stages. So what we're going to do right now and for the remainder of this message is we're going to look at the nine stages of Armageddon. We're going to go from the beginning what initiates Armageddon to the final event that brings about the second coming of christ where he defeats the nations that come against his people and he sets up his millennium kingdom so the first stage that we find uh in regards to armageddon is that before the tribulation reaches midpoint egypt A powerful and threatening nation south of Israel will be invaded and conquered by Antichrist. And we find this in Daniel chapter 11, verses 40 through 43. Now, remember, by the time the tribulation begins, there are four power blocks in the world. Egypt happens to be the leader of the southern power block. Now Egypt doesn't play a significant role, neither does the whole power block, because Antichrist is successfully uh, able to conquer the southern kingdom or the southern king, the king of the south, uh, so they really don't play much of a significant role. Now they are a powerful alliance of of nations, but they really don't play a significant role. Uh, Daniel chapter 11, I'll read that passage for you in a moment as I find it. Daniel chapter 11 and verses 40 through 43 say this. He will gain control of the treasures of gold and silver and all the riches of Egypt. And it's speaking of Antichrist being able to achieve this with the Libyans and the Nubians in submission. But reports from the east and the north will alarm him and he will set out in a great rage to destroy and annihilate many. He will pitch his royal tents between the seas at the beautiful holy mountain, yet he will come to his end and no one will help him. So the first stage of Armageddon is when Antichrist successfully conquers the king of the south, which is Egypt and the alliance of nations uh, that have come together to form the southern power block. The second stage is right at midpoint. The northern power block, now this is a very uh, 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 powerful uh, uh, power block, which is led by Russia, will invade and indeed overrun Palestine. The Bible says that they will come like a flood giving appearance that there is absolutely no hope for Israel or the antichrist it takes god to intervene and supernaturally destroy the king of the north the invading armies once this power block is destroyed antichrist will have free hand to break his covenant with israel remember antichrist signed a seven-year peace treaty with israel at this point right at the middle of the tribulation period when the northern uh, king uh, uh, russia and and their alliance of nations come against Israel. God supernaturally defeats this uh, uh, king of the north and now uh, Antichrist is free to break that treaty and 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 no longer uh, provide support and guarantee the peace of the nation of Israel in christ in fact, Antichrist himself is the one who will become the most the one to most severely persecute the people of Israel. Now, we're going to look at a number of passages here that help us see this second stage. In Daniel uh, 9.27, and we're going to look at three different passages that will help us see this. Uh, In Daniel 9.27, this is what it says. He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the seven... He will put an end to sacrifice and offering and on a wing of the temple he will sit up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. So Daniel clearly indicates that at the middle of that seven year treaty, Antichrist breaks his treaty and actually sets himself up in the temple, the abomination of desolations and that's when he causes the world to worship him. He ends the religions of the world to form the only approved religion and that is the worship of Satan and Antichrist. Another passage that we can look at is found in Matthew uh, chapter 24 and verse 15. And this is what Jesus said. So when you see standing in the holy place the abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel, we just read Daniel, uh, let the reader understand. Let Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, and so on. So again, Jesus himself says here that right around midpoint of the tribulation, uh, uh, Antichrist will set himself up uh, in the temple of God. He will end the Levitical system of worship. He will go after the Jews to annihilate and destroy them. And uh, he will demand the worship of the world uh, of Satan and of himself. He will claim himself to be God. And, of course, uh, we've already seen or we will see in Revelation chapter 13 and uh, verses 14 and 15. This is what John says, 15 and 16. He says... Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud. Take your sickle, wrong passage, I knew it didn't sound right, uh, 13, Revelation thirteen, fourteen through 15, it says, because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. He ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to. Be killed. So again, those three passages that we have read clearly show that the second stage of Armageddon will be right at midpoint when the northern kingdom attempts to invade Israel and they're defeated by God. Antichrist breaks his covenant with Israel. He sets himself up in the temple of God. uh, uh, And this is the abomination of desolation where he claims to be God, sets up an idol and, and demands that the world worship Satan and himself. Now stage number three. As Antichrist seeks to conquer the whole world, the nations of the Orient or the King of the East will attempt to stop him by marching west into Palestine. Now, if you remember, on one of the previous programs, we said that apparently Antichrist the rule of antichrist will not be challenged by the inhabitants of the world. In fact, it appears that most of the inhabitants of the world except those who have pledged allegiance to the lamb, uh, the inhabitants of the world seem to be okay with antichrist ruling. But we also said that towards the end of the tribulation period there will be a revolt against antichrist and against his kingdom and this is stage number three so we find that the orient or the kings of the east will attempt to stop them by marching into palestine they will be able to move fast remember we discussed this previously one of the one of the judgments was going to dry up the euphrates river and there was going to be an army of 200 million in number well they will be able to move from the east and enter palestine fairly quickly because uh, the Euphrates River has been dried, giving them passage into the promised land, into Palestine. In the meantime, as they're making their move, the king of the east is making his move. Antichrist has solidified his political power. He has solidified his religious Power. Uh, now, the battlefield in which the armies of the east and the armies of the west will meet at the plain as of uh, Esdraelon, the area around the mountains of Megiddo. Now, we know that this plain is about twenty miles south of Haifa, and the valley today is about twenty miles. By 14, and we find that in Revelation chapter 16, verses 12 through 16. Stage number four Jerusalem will fall as Jerusalem becomes another. Battleground, And we had seen that in a previous message when we look at Zechariah. In fact, if you want, well, I'll just give you the passage because we're going to be running out of time. Zechariah 12, 1 through 3, and 14, 1 through 2. We know that there's uh, the battle will not just occur on one geographical location. It will cover an area of about 180 miles. Jerusalem will be one of the battlefields. The Valley of Jehoshaphat and Edom will be part of where this final Conflict takes place. So Jerusalem falls as it becomes another battlefield, and there will literally be house to house fighting. And it appears that there will be temporary success for the enemies of uh, the Lord. But the Lord will send a plague during this phase of Armageddon and stand on the Mount of Olives and destroy the nations that come against. Jerusalem and that you can find in Zechariah 12 9, 14 12 and 14 uh, uh, 4. Stage number 5 Matthew chapter 24 verses 16 through 31 Jesus stated that during this time of war and persecution Jews living in, Ju- in Judea will flee to the mountains uh, flight also mentioned in Revelation chapter f- twelve verse six and fourteen once Jerusalem has fallen and remember we 're stage five out of nine once Jerusalem has fallen, Antichrist will move south in pursuit of the remnant of god 's people to destroy them. The area of conflict will be uh, will center in Basra of Edom remember I said Edom uh, will be one of the geographical areas uh, there will be a gruesome picture of unbelievable carnage encompassing the entire land of Megiddo to the north and Jerusalem in the center and Edom in the southeast. Listen, listen imagine the armies of the east battling the armies of the west with the Jews right in the middle and the war spreading over a, a, an area of 180 miles and people dying. These are. These are, these are the closing days of the tribulation just before the... Actually, at this point, Jesus has set foot at the Mount of Olives in order to defeat the nations that have come against Jerusalem. But think of the carnage that is taking place. Now, phase number six, during, the campaign, during this campaign just prior to the second coming, as Antichrist seeks to destroy the Jews, Jewish leaders, listen to me, Jewish leaders will call the nation to repent and you can find this in Hosea chapter 6 verses 1 through 3 which they will do remember one of the purposes of the tribulation was to bring to the people of Israel to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ where they would recognize once for all Jesus as their Messiah as they are chased by Antichrist, the the leaders of the nation call Israel to repent and they do. They will confess their national sin and plead for Jesus, listen, the Jews will plead for Jesus, their Messiah, to return and national Israel will experience national regeneration. I'm not saying every single Jew will believe, but national Israel, Israel as a nation will become a believing nation and they will call out for Jesus, the one they've rejected all along, they will call for Jesus, their Messiah to return. Now stage number seven, in the midst of this battle, Israel repents of her sin recognizes and accepts Christ as her Messiah and calls out for his return, he does so to the mountain wilderness of Basra. And you can, uh, Basra, you can find this in Isaiah 34, 1 through 7, 63, 1 through 6, Micah 2, verses 12 through 13. At the second coming, listen, at the second coming, he will return with the saints, and an angelic army according to Jude 14 and 15 and according to Revelation 19, 11 through 6 to save the Jews in the wilderness. Listen, for those of us who were raptured before the tribulation be- began at stage number uh, 7, Christ will return to earth and we will return with Christ and we will take part in Christ rescuing, saving his people who have been chased into the wilderness by Antichrist. We will have returned with Christ to set up his kingdom and to help protect, protect those who have turned to Jesus, meaning the nation of Israel, uh, from uh, Antichrist who has chased them into the wilderness. Stage number eight. At this phase, Christ will defeat both the Antichrist and the false and, and all those who opposed and persecuted Israel and their forces. You can find these passages in Joel three, twelve through thirteen, Zechariah fourteen, twelve through fifteen, or Revelation fourteen, nineteen through twenty. Habakkuk and Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians tell us that Christ will slay the Antichrist who is powerless who is powerless before Christ even though he was the most powerful dictator in world history. And the final stage, the final phase, phase nine of of Armageddon is that stage in which Jesus is fully victorious over Antichrist and his forces, his campaign will have concluded, according to Zechariah 12:7, and he will stand upon the Mount of Olives as a victor. We, which will lead to a number of unprecedented natural disasters. and we read this at a previous uh, message, uh, which are spoken of in Zechariah 14 verses three and four in Revelation 16:7. These cataclysmic events, correspond to the 7th bowl judgment the outcome is certain the beast will be defeated and his armies will be captured he and his false prophet will be thrown into the lake of fire to be tormented forever and ever. So we find that Armageddon is not a single battle that will be fought in a single day. It is a series of conflicts that begin just before midway through the tribulation and culminate in Christ finally defeating Antichrist, defeating his armies and casting Antichrist and a false prophet into the lake of fire where they will be tormented forever. Well, we are probably going to come to an end of this lesson. Next time, we will look at the actual second coming of Christ, which will mark the end of the tribulation period.